0: Hi, it's Jenny. We're currently gearing up for season three of Encyclopedia Womanica. In the meantime, we're mixing things up, bringing back some of our favorite episodes in many week-long-ish themes. Our current theme is Groundbreakers. Stay tuned for a brand new season coming in September. Thanks for listening. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today's Steminist was one of the most accomplished scientists of the 20th century. She won two Nobel Prizes in two different fields. Let's talk about the legendary Marie Curie. Marie Skłodowska was born in 1867 in Warsaw, Poland to two schoolteachers. From an early age, her talents were apparent and she excelled in school, however, Her father had lost all the family's savings and bad investments, so Marie didn't have money for university. Instead, she took work as a governess at the age of 18 and used her earnings to fund her sister's medical studies in Paris. The deal was that Marie's sister would then help Marie get her education in return. It worked out. Marie moved to Paris in 1891 to attend the Sorbonne, where she was taught by some of the top mathematicians and physicists of the time. She again excelled and was soon offered the opportunity to work in Gabrielle Lippmann's research lab. In the spring of 1891, Marie met another brilliant scientist named Pierre Curie. They fell in love and married four years later in 1895. This was no ordinary partnership. Together, the duo would achieve world-changing scientific discoveries. In the summer of 1898, Marie and Pierre discovered polonium, which she named for her home country of Poland. A few months later, the two discovered radium. While Pierre focused on studying the physical properties of the new radioactive materials, Marie worked to figure out how to obtain and isolate pure radium in its metallic state. That would make it much more usable. For this work, Marie not only received her Ph.D., but Marie and Pierre also shared the 1903 Nobel Prize for Physics for the discovery of radioactivity. In fact, when they were awarded the Nobel Prize, they refused to go and accept the prize personally because it would interfere with their research. Not a bad result for your doctoral thesis. During that period, Marie also gave birth to two daughters, Irene and Eve. Motherhood didn't stop Marie's work. In 1904, she became the chief assistant in the lab that her husband directed. But tragedy struck two years later, in 1906, when Pierre suddenly died. Marie was distraught but put all of her energy into finishing the work the two had started together. A few months after his death, Marie was appointed to her husband's open seat at the Sorbonne, making her the first woman to ever teach at that university. By 1908, Marie held a titled Chair, and two years after that, she published her most important work, A Fundamental Treatise on Radioactivity. A year later, she was awarded yet another Nobel Prize, this time in chemistry, for her work in isolating pure radium. In 1914, Marie saw the completion of the new Radium Institute at the University of Paris. Then World War I hit. During World War I, Marie and her daughter Irene, who was a formidable scientist in her own right, devoted themselves to developing the use of x-radiography, or x-rays, in the battlefield. The two created an early version of an x-ray machine on the go for use in military field hospitals. The machine, which was located on a special car outfitted with a generator and a dark room, was an immense success for diagnostic and treatment purposes. Marie and Irene, along with 20 other volunteer nurses, had to operate the very experimental and radioactively unstable machines themselves. Their experience on the field contrasted with the well-contained nature of radioactive materials used in lab work. Marie knew the risk, but believed the fieldwork was worth it. After the war, Marie's Radium Institute took off as a major hub for cutting-edge research in chemistry and nuclear physics. Marie's own work at that point primarily focused on the medical applicability of radioactive substances. In 1921, Marie went on a speaking tour around the world, accompanied by her two daughters. She went to the U.S., where she met President Harding, gave lectures in South America, and traveled all over Europe. Marie also spent her time advocating for stockpiling radioactive sources for use in medicine and research. This may seem like a comparatively minor accomplishment, but Marie's forethought provided the necessary materials for extraordinary research in nuclear physics during the 1920s. That research built the foundation for discovering the neutron and culminated in the 1934 discovery of artificial radioactivity. That same year, 1934, Marie died from leukemia caused by her lifelong work with radiation. In 1995, Marie Curie became the first woman to have her ashes enshrined in the Pantheon in Paris for her own achievements. Tune in tomorrow for the story of another trailblazing Steminist. Special thanks to my favorite sister and co-creator, Liz Kaplan. Talk to you tomorrow! This week of Encyclopedia Womanica is sponsored by General Assembly. General Assembly has impacted over 100,000 careers through training in today's most in-demand skills. These days, leveraging technology is vital for any company's success. General Assembly is arming individuals and teams today with the skills they need to be the STEMists of tomorrow. Check them out at ga.co.